Welcome to the Smoke and Rope Podcast, the show that brings together Michigan's top cannabis growers, advocates, and business owners to offer a fresh and honest perspective of Michigan's cannabis industry. Stick with us to get the lowdown from the people who have been on the ground floor of cannabis business in Michigan and gain insights into where the industry may be heading. Welcome to the Smoke and Rope Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Basor. And today, we, uh, I'm down here, uh, live down in Sturgis, Michigan, and it's, uh, it's uh, Bloom City Club, and it's off the hook. We're a quarter mile from the border, 420, and uh, we're in the back. It's mayhem up front, and I'm really excited uh, to have on the show today, Neil Pagels, the general manager of Bloom City Club Sturgis, and everything that goes uh, with it. Neil, thanks for being on. Thanks for having me on. I'm really excited for it. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, back in Lansing, Kevin, over at True. What's happening? Any uh, 420 deals you're uh, taking advantage of up there? No, but I was thinking about driving down to Jackson to get that, that uh, what is it, 20 for 100 vape carts from Redemption? Is that what we got med, going on? Yeah, med, med, med only. Yeah, med, med only. Okay, yeah. But yeah. geez. Yeah, some of the deals I've been hearing about <laughs> is just absolutely insane. Um, you know, I want to wish everybody a happy 420. Uh, hopefully, hopefully the lines aren't too long and, uh, and people can get the products that they want and uh, really have an enjoyable day. Awesome. And we'll let Neil talk about some of the deals we got going here and what, what, we're, what we're giving away. But uh, Tom, up in peaceful, Alden, Michigan. Uh, yes, yes. A uh, little, bit, little bit different scene up there. What's, what's happening? Uh, just getting high with the dogs, Ryan. <laughs> well, getting high with the is- dogs. That is awesome. Yeah, um, it's a beautiful day up here and just kind of chilling, man. Trying to stay away sun. from the madness. The sun's I coming know. through your window. It's great. <laughs> beautiful. Well, uh, I first, uh, so one of the things I do is I, I watch a lot of menus and I, um, you know, like throughout the state, there's weed maps and Leafly. And uh, I started watching uh, Bloom City uh, Sturgis when they first opened. And I was watching. And I was like, all right. And then I just started noticing like, all these changes taking place last fall and i'm like well that's a good price well, that's a good product and they're doing this and that and i'm like what's going what's going on down there like they're gonna they're gonna kill it based on what what i was watching them do and uh you know then all of a sudden i started seeing on facebook uh, this guy named neil uh you know like having a, a great reaction some new to the actually regulated industry not new to cannabis at all and uh everybody seemed to love them so uh um, you know, that, that started going on. They got a great community down here. And then um, I finally um, was able to uh, to meet Neil. And we've had uh, some great Zoom calls and some telephone calls. Neil accidentally called me on Saturday and we talked for an hour and a half. So, <laughs> and uh, I learned a lot. And uh, it's, an, it's an awesome, awesome story. And it's an awesome um, fact, uh, you know, I want to ask you a little bit about your background, Neil, but just the fact that you're in your, your hometown and you're a quarter mile from the border here at a great store and, uh, you know, selling a, a ton of weed uh, to people from Indiana and, and, and other people as well. So, Neil, thanks for being on. Why don't you give us a little bit about, uh, you know, who you are and, and where you're from, why you got into cannabis. And we got plenty of other things to talk about, too. Yeah, so it's uh, actually only 458 feet from the border. Oh, uh, we're, we're right there on it. Uh, I, I would love to be only 420 feet, but uh, they said no. But no, I, I grew up right here. I actually only live uh, three miles from here. Uh, this is kind of my home little area. It's a very tight knit community, and it's all about just trying to, you know, give back to the community and, you know, do what's right for everyone else. 
uh, I see Superior Selections is on. I'm listening. <laughs> uh, no, this whole this whole thing is surreal. It, it's happened so much faster than what I ever expected to be here. Uh, the entire thing is is really truly awesome. Uh, like Ryan was saying, our menu has changed tremendously uh, the last little bit. Uh, trying to give back to like the caregivers and true craft cannabis, uh, getting rid of all the the big corporate uh, names that are out there and bringing in the smaller uh, like Superior Selections. Uh, you know, the Redemption name, it, it's a huge name, but it's still in my book, kind of a, a smaller craft setup about giving back. So that's that's really what I'm in it for. Uh, to talk about some of our specials that Ryan brought up, we've got $65 ounces, uh, $99 ounces, $125. Um, all of my 510 carts today are four for 100. Uh, we've got live, live resin batter, four for 100. Um, it, it's really just trying to Get everything out there and let people realize that you know there's there's more to it than just looking at the thc percentage so like a lot of the stuff that i actually have on sale is uh what a lot of people would say is lower but it's the 18 to 24 percent but it's got the two percent three percent terpene profiles and the eight to nine percent uh cannabinoid levels overall um and that's kind of what works and i've, I've realized that over the years of being a, a thc hunter to now using it as a medicine uh, when i got out of the military i was on seven different uh prescriptions and now I'm down to just using cannabis. Um, I was on Percocet, uh, some serotonin reuptake inhibitors for depression, and it, it's all gone. And I use cannabis and I can actually function and be a part of um, everyday life and not just feel like a zombie floating through on something. So it's it's really been a huge journey for me. And I really can't thank everybody in the cannabis community enough to, to give back and help me out. Uh, Ryan's done a lot of amazing things for me. So it's Nate. Uh, just everybody really in general. It's really, truly amazing to be a part of this. Thank you, Neil. And uh, one other thing I want to definitely want to talk about is uh, even though we're, we'll do the drawings today and uh, the, um, uh, that'll be, uh, you know, uh, given or pennied out uh, tomorrow, the following day, we're they're doing uh, eight hours for eight hours. Uh, they're giving away two ounces uh, each hour to one person. So there's going to be eight people down here today getting getting two ounces. So that's uh, of uh, redemption. So I'm we're excited about that and uh, see how that goes over at a great store like this. And maybe we'll be doing a lot more of that as well. Um, so I uh, wanted to talk a little bit because we're going to talk about a program, kind of a, a little bit of an announcement here, but um, not, not totally fully get into it. But um you know you've been really outspoken um publicly and i'm sure that's that's part of dealing with it but just as far as using cannabis for for ptsd and veterans and this is a huge veteran community that you grew up and live in and what what is that like what's the impact on all the veterans in sturgis and and you know like as, as far as um using cannabis and and what have you seen as far as you've been and been able to be here now and talk to so many more about it it's, it's still one of the things that's uh, really tricky. The, the VA hospital um, doesn't see cannabis as a medicine. It's federal. Uh, so a lot of stuff is kicked back. You know, they don't care. When I originally got out, um, I never got a medical card because it was a possibility of losing my retirement for using cannabis. And so I kind of went about my own way. I you know, started growing again. Um, processing all of my own product and doing that I've you know met some other veterans in the area that were kind of in the same boat as me like hey I would you know love to be able to get off of this 
Uh, what can we do to, you know, like be involved? And it's a lot of trial and error, but uh, no, I mean, it's an amazing treatment for PTSD, uh, you know, chronic pain, uh, being able to function, uh, anxiety. Uh, there's a lot that goes into it. When I started the adventure of getting off my seven prescriptions, it took me about a year and a half of trial and error. And uh, it, it's definitely been the best decision that I've ever made. And talking to more and more vets, it seems like it's the best decision that they've made. So Neil, you had mentioned, um, you know, that marijuana has helped you with your PTSD. Um, you know, I've, I've kind of noticed over the years that um, when I am smoking that I, I tend to not have dreams at all um and at the times that i've stopped smoking marijuana it's like i have the most lucid crazy dreams um do you find that that marijuana is is a uh, a dream suppressant for you yes i've i've uh, talked to a lot of people that have all agreed that it's a, a great suppressant uh for as far as what happens in rem sleep and uh i i actually had to take a we'll call it a tolerance break for 90 days it actually took me 112 days to clear a THC test for school that I was going to at the time. And that entire time frame, it took about five days before dreams started coming back. Uh, it's kind of the whole downward spiral of, you know, going from cannabis back to pharmaceuticals, uh, which is a totally different process that I never even thought about, but it's another miserable thing. Uh, you know, I, I wanted to try and be in healthcare. So I went back to school I gave up cannabis thinking that like, this is what, you know, I need to do to be, you know, a professional somewhere and, and, you know, be able to take care of my family. And going back to now being on cannabis, I realized that that was probably one of the dumbest decisions that I ever made. And that's kind of why I want to be where I'm at now is to be an advocate, be like, look, Hey, there's better options than these pharmaceuticals. Um, you might have to change your way of life a little bit, maybe try and change careers which you know sucks to somebody that might be you know 45 50 um but th there are options out there and that's kind of my big point of uh, what i'm trying to spread hey neil what what were you finding was the most effective for you like do you do you, any specific form of consumption that you prefer to treat that or um, is it just a wide range of products just to keep it as full spectrum as possible so I've learned that uh, bouncing around and using different types of uh, or different modes of consumption has really helped with uh, not having my tolerance just go crazy. Uh, you know, obviously eating edibles constantly, huge tolerance boost, uh, distillate pens. I actually rarely ever use a distillate pen. It's always a live spectrum or uh, live resin, uh, full spectrum, something along that matter. Uh, but for as far as like, I, I treat different things. So you never hear anybody talk about microdosing THC. Uh, I love Petra mints and the fact that they're 2.5 milligrams. I can wake up in the morning, pop one, and by the time I get to work, I, I don't have the anxiety of being in large groups of people anymore. Uh, I might go, we, you know, leave for a little bit, smoke a joint, come back if there's something else going on. It, I, I wish I could say that there was just a direct like regiment you could follow or that I follow but it's situational dependent across the board, depending on where I'm at and what I'm doing. Oh, yeah, I agree completely. I was just asking because a lot of the time when people approach me and they're not quite seasoned and you know they wanna explore cannabis or they're trying to treat something like pain or anxiety, and I say, well, what kind of tincture, what should I take? And I'm just like, you have to, you, you can't be afraid of THC. Too many people wanna put a lot of weight in the, uh, the you know, just the, 
isolated cannabinoids. And I'm like, you have to, you just can't be afraid of it. You have to try as wide a spectrum as you can. And in different, you know, in different ways that you feel comfortable with in order to effectively treat these things. There's no magic bullet when it comes to the plant. It's kind of, I, I feel the wider spectrum that you can, you know, you can ingest the, the better you're going to be. Yeah, definitely. Um, no, I've, I've kind of realized like what works best for a certain situation. So one time I, you know, I might use a gummy for a certain situation. If it's going to be, you know, going somewhere, it's going to be a long drawn out thing. I know what gummies will last for a, a longer time. Or if I'm going to be somewhere social where, you know, smoking's fine and nobody cares if you're smoking a joint, I'll take a couple of packs of joints with me. I'll smoke socially. Um, but it, it's all about keeping everything in check. I, I wish I could say like, oh yeah, you know, like I use this, uh, you know, it, five o'clock in the morning at 10 at three, you know, I, I don't, it's, um, I, I kind of use what I have at my disposal and I just keep track. Um, joints are definitely my weakness. I, I love smoking a joint. I could smoke 20 of them a day. Uh, but I, I have to kind of rein myself in and when I do find myself smoking way more socially, I then will have to kind of like step up my concentrate game a little bit and kind of equal myself back out because I, I no longer am using it for medicine. I'm using it to get high. Um, so, so there's a lot of playing around with it, uh, but it, yeah, it's, it's been a very fun experience so far. And, you know, I, uh, I commend you for, for, um, you know, jumping to the forefront on this and being, you know, a good steward to your fellow soldiers and, and, and trying to educate people on getting them off the prescription drugs. I think that's one of the, the biggest travesties we have in this country, um, is that we, we treat our soldiers the way that we do at the VA and, and don't, you know, open up the options for them to, to receive more alternative treatments. So I commend you for, for taking that, that approach and, and, uh, and, and really trying to help others do that. Thank you. Well, you'd think that there's way more compassion in the cannabis community towards that too, as if they were to embrace it and bring it in as an option um, to really treat these things that you would find an outpouring of support and availability. And, and, and so cost, I don't think would be the barrier. And the problem is you, that's why things get out of hand with cannabis it, with pharmaceuticals, they can control the cost and everything and the availability, but with people, people can grow their own medicine. You know, that's, uh, that's, uh, you know, part of the problem. And if they, I think that there would be huge, there's already is huge support for it, you know, behind the scenes, people use cannabis all the time. It's just, it's, it's time to, especially for our veterans, but everyone, I mean, it doesn't make any sense what we're, what we're doing. You know, for sure, for sure, Tom, that's kind of a nice segue into, um, having uh, Neil talk about it, um, we—it's it's public now, and we're—we're uh, we're going to be doing some big announcements. But um, you know, Neil, uh, with the help of uh, you know Nate over here, the man behind the scenes uh, with the Smoke and Roll, uh, and Anton Harb and Jevin Weinberg are, are starting their their own veterans podcast, and it's called uh, Fab Sixteen Twenty. And uh, Neil, why don't you uh, tell us about that, what you're going to talk about and, and, and what's kind of just your, your thoughts behind it. I'm really happy you're doing it. When, when Nate reached out to me about the, doing the veteran podcast, when I was just absolutely ecstatic because it was something that I would, was planning on trying to do and wanting to do on my own and then having somebody reach out and be like, hey, look, we're an actually established company. Like, let's get behind you and make this happen. So um, to you and Nate both, Ryan, it, it's... Thank you. Uh, so with FOB 1620, it's going to be uh, 
all veteran based, you know, bringing in veterans, uh, bringing in grows that are veteran ran and operated and talking about how uh, cannabis has changed their life. And, and I can definitely tell you right now that cannabis has saved my life from where I was at to where I am now. And there's so many veterans out there that, that have either lost their battle to PTSD or whatever it may be, alcohol. And I hate seeing it. Uh, I've had 28 friends commit suicide since 2006 when I joined the military that I've served with. And so if I, I, I can put this whole thing together and really honestly just save one life of somebody that listened to the podcast or uh, got into cannabis and, and changed the way they were doing things and, you know, become successful. It, it, that's what it means to me. Just one person to know that I was able to change their outcome. Uh, I, I think it's going to be an, uh, an amazing chance for me as well as uh, Anton and Jevin. I, I really, really excited for that. I believe we're planning on, on May 9th for our first episode to come out. And I know that uh, all of my staff here is super, super excited to hear it. And I'm, I'm really excited to see where it goes and what we can do with it. And, uh, I'm excited as well. And then the other thing here, we've actually had uh, some vi a visit by Nicole today. She runs Positively Canine. And uh, we're, we're just getting this program going. We're not gonna probably get into too much detail, but um, tell, us, tell us about, uh, you know, in your eyes, what we're doing with that. I don't wanna steal any thunder, you know, and uh, you and uh, Nate and, and Hillary and Katie and a lot of others have taken this by, uh, you know, this bull by the horn. So super exciting. Yeah, I'll uh, stay pretty vague on this. I know there's a lot of uh, stuff that's yet to come. But uh, Nicole with Positively Canine, she's going to be doing training for uh, support dogs for veterans with PTSD. And one of the big things that we're going to push for in the, the podcast is going to be, you know, to try and get some funding for her. Uh, it's not cheap by the time you buy the dog and all the training and the uh, everything that goes into it. And it, it's something to me that I, I think is really amazing because who doesn't love a dog? You know, you see it, they come running to you, especially when, you know, their entire life is to make sure that you're happy and to be there to support you. I mean, everybody loves it. Uh, so I was super excited to be able to, you know, bring veterans in and be like, hey, check out what we have and be able to be like, no, you're leaving with it. You know, it's not just like you're here to hang out with it. No, you get to go home. This is your dog. Uh, so I'm really excited for that. Yeah, that's going to be incredible. And there's going to be a lot of sponsorship opp opportunities. And we've been kind of talking to people behind the scenes. And, and Nate, again, is going to uh, doing a lot of the work uh, on that behind the scenes. So just stay tuned. There's going to be opportunities, um, you know, cannabis uh, industry in Michigan and throughout the country. But, you know, we wrote that in our law. Social equity is part of it. And um, this is, uh, this is something that should be done, um, you know, you know, by all the companies that should, we should get other companies, non-cannabis down here involved as well. So super, super, super exciting. Um, I, I wanted to talk about, you know, where we're at today. You said 484 feet, uh, right there or 454. We're, we're right at like, uh, 454, 458, right, right around that. I mean, we're under, I say 420, just change it. It's 420. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. It's how it comes out of the property or not. We'll, we'll measure it like, uh, like the state does, but, uh, it's got to um, buy 34 feet of your neighbor's property. 
yeah yeah that's the reason why so it's it's amazing down here I, I i pulled in and i'm looking over and oh there's 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 indiana and there's state line restaurant and there's there's all that stuff that is uh so cool so many years you know michiganders would drive to indiana for fireworks and cigarettes or you know and now it's uh they are pouring across the line um you know because they have a horrible cannabis laws down there and it doesn't look like it's going to change anytime soon so um you know, I wanted to talk about what it's like running this store, but also, um, you know, give a big shout out to here. Um, you know, um, uh, I didn't realize it. And uh, I didn't realize that uh, my, my old friend uh, Hillary and uh, I've known since 2010 was actually, you know, um, uh, and Chuck was part of part of this store. And I, I found it out and I had been watching Neil and I was like, oh, man, like I got I got I got to reconnect and uh and just see what's going on and it's been just uh it's been a pleasure it's been a pleasure watching and then watching you know sophisticated retail happen as well um so and not just kind of leaning on the fact that you're on the border and doing it and doing well no matter what you guys are just doing everything right and running retail in a hard way so what's that like i know you you've i've, I've talked to you a little bit you had a you had some businesses you were running on your own doing well um but now you're managing you know, 40, 50, 60 employees, uh, all types of stuff's going on. And it's, uh, you know, and it's in a highly regulated industry. Yeah, so it's, for starters, 40, oh, we're, no, sorry, 39 employees. It's uh, the most I've ever had to deal with. Even in the army, I was ever in charge of uh, six to eight people. So now I'm here to where there's 40 people who are like, so what are we doing? It's like, we're gonna figure it out you know it's uh it's crazy i i never imagined being here but no it's uh it's busy we uh we see on friday 700 plus people uh we've had it before our uh, record day with for us was a transaction every 17 seconds is what it competed out to being and when i look back at how crazy it was our first two or three weeks i mean we were all running around with you know like a chicken with our head cut off and now we'll have one of these days where it's uh, it's the internal record that we break, and we'll be talking about it. And we're like, that's that wasn't bad at all. It's it's amazing how how much of a family we are here. It's a, a very cohesive group. Um, people are always you know there to cover for somebody else. Uh, they've created their own little Facebook messenger group. You know, if somebody's not going to show up, uh, or they have to call in, they send a message out, and somebody always covers for them. Uh, I, I run it basically as I don't want it to sound weird, but like I run it as like their dad. I, I make sure that everybody's taken care of. You know, employees are my number one priority. Then we'll go to customers and product. Uh, I, I was just always taught, you know, you can't do anything without employees that are there to do everything for you. You have to be able to trust them and be able to just let them go. And that's really how it's worked. I mean, we, we started off with, I want to say 17 people when we opened. So October 4th, we had 17, 20 employed with management, and now we're at 39 to include management. Uh, we now have delivery, which probably shouldn't have said that out loud. This is the first like public announcement of it. We've been doing it for about a week and a half now. So uh, we'll see what happens there after that came out. Today is but, the day uh, to call, right? <laughs> yeah, call. yeah. We, we, uh, we've already had more deliveries today than any other day so far. But no, I, I'm really excited. Everything about the store is just, Amazing. I've, I've traveled the state quite a bit. I mean, I'm, I'm all over it. I've been to Grows, other dispensaries. Every time I'm out, I try to stop somewhere new. 
Um, and it's, it's more for me, not just for, you know, I, I just want to see how other places are operating, what I can learn from them, what I can bring back, what's working, what's not working. Um, I've definitely stopped into some new places and I've seen something new. I bought it. It's how I have cosmic gummies here now. I tried them somewhere. I was like, why, why don't I have these? Uh, but no, it's, I mean, it's all about doing what's best for everybody else. Um, the first 60, 70 days we were open, I was here Monday through Sunday, 10 to 12 hours a day. And I was, I don't want to say I was miserable because I absolutely loved it. But again, you know, I didn't need to be here, but I wanted to make sure that everything was going in a manner that we were going to be successful. And really, as long as you just set the bar so high that you're always, you know, reaching for it, but not reaching for it so far that you're failing or coming up short somewhere else, but just enough that you're always able to succeed. I, I think that's really the, the best thing that you can do for any business is just set the bar right there to where it's not easy, but you're not going to fail. Yeah, I like that, Neil. That's kind of just as uh, I heard you mention it earlier today and I saw you comment on it, you know, the, on, on Facebook, there's a huge turnover in the bud tender in the bud tender world. And you know, some people like to say, oh, that's just the bud tenders. And, you know, that's the industry and that, this and that. But uh, I don't think that's the case here and, and in other good stores that I've I've been in. So I know you touched on making the employees number one. But is there anything else like what what's the secret to to, to keeping people um, so long? With, with that, like, I mean, I, I make sure that we pay very fairly. You know, it's not just, uh, I, I don't want to say that I, I'm destroying the market by overpaying because I'm definitely not. Um, but it's finding, you know, what works for your area. I have to be competitive with obviously the three or four of the dispensaries that we have in town um, with Walmart, Meyer, stuff like that. So having competitive pay is very, very important. Um, having a area where you know you're respected is honestly the number one thing. Um, I I don't I don't tell anybody that they're going to like me or that you're going to do this this way or that way. I, I'm very open to like, look, this is what we need to have done. If there's a better way or a different way of your you know that you want to do it, like I'm fine with that. But let's figure it out instead of just um, my way is the only way because that's. One of the biggest things that I, I had an issue with in the army was it's always there's only one way to do it. You know, if you're if you're all out at a training exercise and your first sergeant comes up and says, we're going to eat all this soup, but we're going to use forks. Everybody's going to sit there and eat soup with a fork, you know, because that was the way he likes to do it. And that, that's, that's not how it works anywhere. You know, it's all about being very adaptive and I guess I'd call it fluid, you know, being able to, to mold and work with any situation versus just like, no, that's it doesn't work. You know, I think you hit the nail on the head, though, um, you know, with respect, uh, camaraderie, being part of a team. I think you did a great job, from what I'm understanding, on <clears throat> on establishing that from the very get-go and making people feel accountable to their coworkers. You know, that makes people want to be there. It makes them, um, you know, not want to miss work and things like that. You know, it's, it's kind of funny. Um, you know, I this Taco Bell restaurant in town, you know, I go up there and, and the manager up there is being all rude and, and, uh, you know, I noted it to myself. And then the next time I went up there, I, that manager wasn't there, but one of the employees 
was acting rude. You know what I mean? And I'm thinking to myself, like, shit flows downhill, right? You know? And then it wasn't about a week later, I saw on a Facebook page post in Howell that said it was the manager of the Taco Bell complaining because one of the customers had spit on her and they had called the cops and all this stuff. And I thought to myself, I wonder why. You know what I mean? So, so uh, you know, culture, I, I think it's, it's, it's so important to build that camaraderie. Uh, you know, I, uh, taking your, your, your family out of the work in, environment and doing things to build that that culture, I think are, are great things, and I and I think that uh, you're doing a good job. Obviously, if you, if you're not having the turnover that everybody else has, so I just wanted to point that out. Yeah, we've been very fortunate. I mean, uh, out of my original staff that we started here with, uh, I would say five have left, um, and three of them were just because they had other things they were trying to do it just wasn't working for them and uh no i, I totally respect that and that's what i've told every employee you know like if if there's something that you don't like or there's something that needs to be changed like address it to me I, i've made sure that it's very obvious to everybody that i have an open door policy you know come talk to me about anything whether it's personal life um if your cat if your you know your cat clawed your leg or something and you're not feeling it today like talk to me like i'll, I'll entertain a conversation with you to make you feel heard, you know, and I will do what I can to remedy the situation no matter what it is. Uh, but yeah, no, it's, it's really been a very, uh, I guess, humbling situation for me. What is it like as far as, well, what's the reaction from all the, the folks coming from, from Indiana? And I'm sure you're getting people from, from other states, Kentucky and Illinois, all over the place. What is uh what's what's their attitude? I mean, are they excited every time? Um, you know, do they come up once a week? What 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 have you learned about that? Or is it just a, a lot of people right across the border, um, you know, coming over as well? So I, I I'm, I'm fascinated by all the border town uh, stuff, and I have been for a long time. And uh, um, you know, it's it's just an interesting part of prohibition and the area of time we're living in, where. We're in the Midwest, and Michigan's got by far the best cannabis law. Ohio's medical only, and it's you know only a few licenses. Illinois is wrecked, but 19 big grows, probably all pre-remediated, and it's taxed to death. So we got the best. Everyone's coming into Michigan, and uh, you're you're right in the epicenter of it. So what what are what are you hearing from Indiana? Uh, nobody nobody is complaining about our weed. I can tell you that. Uh, everybody loves Michigan cannabis. I mean, we draw people from Chicago, Ohio. Uh, we have had people from Tennessee and Kentucky both come up that have told us they drove up here strictly because they had seen us on social media and that they needed to buy uh, cannabis from us. Like that was the whole reason. Uh, it was just, hey, we saw you. You were nothing like we've ever seen before. Uh, yeah, so I mean, we've had people that have straight told us, like, we just drove nine hours just to buy weed from you. That's it. Uh, but Chicago, I mean, Chicago comes over for a multitude of reasons. One, their product, I've been told, is just absolutely garbage. Uh, flour is trash. It's, you know, light burnt or super dry. And I think the thing that sets me apart is I don't have, you know, just cheap cannabis here. We have stuff that is across the know all playing fields that's kind of my motto here is that we literally have something for everybody whether you can come in and get a five dollar pre-roll or you want a fifty dollar single pre-roll uh we have the works for any walk of life hey neil how has the uh reaction been you said you're only 450 feet from the uh 
the Indiana border. How how of the uh, the the law enforcement uh, on the other side of the border? How have have you heard any feedback? Um, is it something you're at all interested in talking about? Um, I'm kind of curious. Uh, once these people do, uh, you know, grab some flour, are they are they getting hassled at all once they cross the border? So no, luckily. Uh... Again, we're very small town living. Uh, Sturgis is only 10,000 people. And right across the border, how, uh, I'm gonna kind of spitball number here, but I'd say a thousand would be a very large number to say how has. Uh, so there's not even like a real city cop issue. There's some uh, state cops and some uh, county that we've seen, uh, but they, they can't obviously just pull you over for leaving this dispensary. Now, if you were to pull out of the driveway and not have your turn signal on, or you break any, you know, road law, uh, they could potentially pull you over. Uh, there was one one female that we had that got pulled over leaving, and uh, she had her limit actually. And all they did was make her pour it out, grind it into the ground, gave her a warning, and away she left. Uh, so they they've been very, very lenient. And I've talked to a few of them, and they've all said, hey, you know, look, you guys aren't causing any issues. You know, as long as people aren't coming out of there, you know, causing accidents or um, running from us, doing something to draw attention to our area, they're not going to patrol it any differently than they had prior. So it's it's open arms, I would say, for the most part. Yeah, they realize they're shooting themselves in the foot with this whole thing. <laughs> I mean, is it? I mean, come on. Yeah, I think Good they see our traffic. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they see our traffic and that they see the money signs that come from taxes. And they're they're all like, wow, we uh, we're missing something here. So I always like to try to find out something something good about our guests, and uh, I, I wanted to ask you a question, Neil. Uh, I hear you uh, like to name some of your smoking apparatuses. What are some of your your top ones? <laughs> all right, I uh... oh boy. You don't have to. Uh, no, no, they're, they're all good names. Uh, we've got uh, my original bull that I've had for a long time. Uh, I actually just got renamed because I just had an issue with the old name. It's uh, Doc McNuggan. Um, and it got named that because my niece was visiting um, from Georgia. And she saw the piece of it and she kept asking what it was. And she was watching Doc McStuffin on TV. And I called it Doc McNuggan. And it just stuck. Like it's, it's been there forever. Um, but I've got uh, Eva Bongoria, uh, James Bong. Uh, um, trying to think of some of them that are more appropriate to, to put on on air. <laughs> yeah, we'll just we'll stop there with James Bong and Eva Bongoria and Doc McNuggan. But uh, no, it's just one of those fun things that friends get together, you smoke, and you start talking about stupid stuff and. Next thing you know, you've, you've named a, a new piece. We do that with band names all the time. So, um, thinking about this, uh, you know, what's kind of the uh, the future? Can you talk anything more about about it here, our location here, Bloom City? Um, what's going on, and uh, you know, what 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 do you see happening here over the next the next six months? Um, I, I wish I could tell you a lot of things, but uh, unfortunately, I'm sworn to secrecy on, on most things. And they're super exciting, so I can I can tell you that. But uh, 
one thing that I would like to see at Bloom City is a, a white labeled line that, I, that I'm trying to, to work on. Um, that would be a veterans fund type of thing. But I, I've talked to you about it once before. I'm, I'm still trying to put it all together. But really is what I would like to see is more of like a full blown community type of outreach thing. Like during the summer, I, I'm planning on trying to do some uh, community education events. We have a fairly large lot right here next to us that we own as well. And I would like to try and bring every vendor that I carry out and just do like a cannabis education for everybody in our town, because we are such a rural town. There's a lot of misinformation about cannabis for the most part. And uh, I just want to educate on it. There's, there's so many positives that come from cannabis that so few people realize it's uh, even from people that, that consume, honestly, you know, I, I've talked to a lot of people that say I smoke to get high and that's it. Well, when you talk to them, then they're like, well, actually I smoke because I like to draw when I'm, when I'm done or I mix music or I play video games. So it's, it's kind of like pointing out to them like, look, you're, you're not smoking to get high. You're smoking to enjoy this or become better at this or to focus on this. There's, there's a reason to it. It's not just because you want to get high. There's, there's always a, an add-on or a caveat to it, if you will. Yeah, without a doubt, I had a good conversation on the way down. We're going to be announcing um, an RSO program here shortly that we're going to definitely include. Um, you know, actually, uh, we'd like to see Tom and Kevin, uh, if they want to be involved with it, then obviously and pick certain provisioning centers that are about education and understand all that. So that's that's awesome. It's all medical. You know, ibuprofen is considered medicine. Uh, you know, anything. Uh, it's all it's all medical. I know we all believe that here. That's what Tommy Chong says, you know, if it makes you feel better, isn't that medicine? I mean, that's it. Yeah, no, no kidding. The best medicine with the greatest side effects, you know what I mean? Just... Well, this is a uh, man, oh man, this is uh follow by and, uh, you know, crossing my fingers, I won't jinx it here. It's been a, a great onset first, uh, first podcast, uh, uh, for the smoking rope, we're gonna have to do more of these, and uh, you know, get Kevin and Tom down here as well, and, and other places. So, um, before we wrapped up, I wanted to let get, you know, like Kevin and Tom and, and Neil uh, say some final goodbyes. So, Tom, why don't you go ahead first? I was just uh, was really looking forward to coming down today, man. I'm, I'm bummed I couldn't make it. We're working on a pretty, pretty huge project here. I'm excited. Hopefully, I can announce soon. But anyway. I hope to see you soon. Thanks for sharing your story. It's uh, really love everything that you're doing. And I look forward to meeting up with you sometime soon. Yeah, same, man. Let me know. You're, uh, you guys are always welcome to come down here and check it out anytime you want. Kevin? So really, this is a question for Ryan, but, but Neil might know. Um, I know that Bloom City was involved in the uh, Hash Bash uh, treasure hunt. Um, Ryan, maybe did you give us an update on, on how that went? Could you Could you give us a quick one? Sure, I could give you a, a, a quick one. Uh, went really well. We ended up raising almost $10,000. We sold a lot of maps. It was fast and furious that day, the day before. You know, shout out to, to, to really to, uh, you know, Great Lakes Expungement Network and Josie and, and Crystal um, and, and Nate, uh, you know, once again for doing so much of the work. And it went off, it went off great. So now we, we succeeded the first one um we're gonna have the opportunity to do it every year you know it's like just anytime you do something like that if at least you can pull off a decent a decent uh you know first performance you got that momentum and uh you know i feel like uh 
you know, um, we've got a lot of momentum in a lot of areas with some good put our, our feet first, our, our best foot forward. Uh, now it's just time to, to execute it again. So, I mean, that's, that's all it is. So it went, it went well. Good. That, that's awesome. Um, Neil, I, uh, I, I'm glad to have you on the show today. It was really nice to meet you. Um, I'd love to work with you guys in the future and, and come down there and see your facility. So um, whenever we can make that happen, I'm totally down to, to come check it out. Um, I really commend you, like I mentioned earlier, about your efforts uh, to help the veterans. I think that's super awesome. There's not enough uh, people standing up to help them. Um, the news we hear every single day is just, it's disheartening and it's just, it's saddening and, and there's got to be more that we can do. So I know cannabis can be one of those things that we can do to do better. So um, educating people and getting them involved is, is right on point. So uh, thanks for being on the show again. Gr great to meet you. And, and I, I look forward to, to meeting you in person here sometime soon. Thanks. And yeah, I, uh, I actually can't wait to meet either of you guys. I, I love meeting people in the cannabis industry because there's, there's so much to be learned yet. So thank you. And that Neil, any uh, final words of wisdom for everybody out there? We've got a lot of, I think this is our most commented on show we've ever had on Facebook from looking at come in. So you got a lot of, a lot of people listening to you. Um, wow, put me on the spot there. I, honestly, the, the biggest thing that I would tell anybody from my words of wisdom is uh, don't look at THC percentage. It doesn't mean anything. Yeah, you have to have some, but just because it's 30% doesn't mean that it's better than something at 11. Um, that's, that's my words of wisdom there. But no, thank you guys so much for having me on. Um, I'm, I'm sweating like crazy. I've been nervous all morning about this. I hardly slept last night between 420 and this. So uh no this is it's been surreal thank you guys so much i'm, I'm absolutely loving it take a safety break man i i think it's definitely time for a safety break it was a, a great show uh you know this is uh another reason you know, I, I love the fact that we get to do this show and do it every week is to meet everyone learn everyone's story and you know look what uh all the hard work of of having legal cannabis is brought we get the people like neil into the regulated industry that was in others making it better and you know like as i always like to say the army just keeps on getting getting bigger and bigger and bigger as far as the people that are fighting to to bring it uh cannabis normalized and all the work that still need to do but you know it, we need all the help we can get and we're getting a lot of great great people joining and uh, you know neil's at the top of that list so with that I'm looking forward to this safety break. Happy 420 to everybody out there. Happy 420. Yep. And, uh, you know, we'll see you next week. Thanks, everyone. The Smoke and Rope Podcast is produced and hosted by me, Ryan Basor, the owner of Redemption Cannabis. Have ideas for episode topics or would like to be a guest on the show? Contact us at ryanb at redemptioncanna.com. Thanks for being along for the journey.